What's going on, everybody? Hope everybody's enjoying the holiday season out there. Uh, so today on the show, I, you know, it's the end of the year. I'm wrapping things up, just like how I said last week. Uh, I thought maybe it'd be a good idea to tease my other show I got going on. Like, I did it a couple months ago when we launched, and I thought maybe I'd do it again here, just to kind of, since things are kind of coming to a close here on 2022, um, it's been a good six episodes of Hot Genre Topics over on YouTube Live uh, with me and Generic, who's been a past guest on this show as well, as some of you may know, where we drank hot sauce, drank some beer, and talk about horror movies uh, in the spirit of the holiday season. Uh, last Sunday, that would be the 11th, not yesterday, <laughs> or no, the, the 10th, I don't even know my dates anymore, not yesterday, but the Sunday before yesterday, there, yeah, the 11th, I know my dates, okay, I'm screwing up here, live in my intro, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I did an episode for the show, I had to do it by myself, uh, Generic needed the episode off for some personal matters and some technical matters with his internet, uh, the show is on YouTube Live bi-weekly. Now, that being said, Hot Genre Topics is actually on a little bit of a hiatus till first of the year. Just, to, you know, December's a crazy month for, like I've been saying multiple times already. Uh, so we will be back on YouTube Live with that show on, I believe, January 1st is the first Sunday. Is it? I don't even fucking know. I gotta get my dates right on that, um, but either way, either way, first Sunday in January is when Hot Genre Topics is back on YouTube Live. We always post links to it just to check it out. Uh, come hang out with us. We've developed a little bit of a small following, and you know we are not taking that for granted at all. Everybody that tunes in, hangs out with us, drinks, and watches and talks horror movies with us in the comments section while our on our live feed is uh, been a lot of fun. So I thought what I would do. Um, because I got a lot of episodes banked for the new year right now, and I thought this would kind of fits in with the timing of it. I just took a little excerpt of part of our last episode where, unfortunately, it was just me, so you don't really hear uh, me and Generic talking. But because of the subject matter, it was uh, Christmas horror movies. And um, I just went on a banter by myself uh, for like 45 minutes talking about Great, uh, great horror films that take place during Christmas time. Now, I have to mention, uh, I have been drinking a little bit when I was talking. It's nothing bad or belligerent, but you can probably tell I'm a little, I don't know, trying to keep up with myself kind of thing. Uh, I've also, you also hear me um, sipping on some hot sauce as well while I'm recording. So it is from a live feed. I did kind of touch up some parts, but, you know, this was a live thing. So. Whatever said was said, you know, uh, but I pretty much go over Christmas horror films on hot genre topics. So I, I just thought, why not it be a good week to just kind of do a little crossover and, um, you know, just plug the show on this show a little bit. And uh, if you guys want to tune in first Sunday in January, we're back for another four episodes. We're doing 10 episodes this season and then we're going to, you know, break off for a little bit and probably, you know, kick back up again later in 2023. Uh, yeah, we just taste some hot sauce, drank some craft beer, talk horror films. Um, yeah, feel free to tune in. I'll leave a link to all the previous episodes in the show notes of the show. I will also leave a link to a article I had published on phasermedia.com, uh, 17 best Christmas horror films. So it's a little more of a not belligerent rant about Christmas horror films in that article that I wrote. 
Uh, so you can just kind of read through if you want it. Much appreciated. With all that being said, uh, welcome to the basement or welcome to Hot Genre Topics, whatever we're doing here today. Welcome. So real quick, I wanted the final film I watched, which is like a solid, nice segue. So I'm not going to say too much about it. It was a new film dropped on Shutter. I watched a lot of Shutter. I got to catch up on a lot of films that dropped on Shutter the past two, three weeks. I'm behind on a lot. And since, you know, the holiday, the holidays, I'm kind of winding down. So hopefully I can catch up on a lot of Shutter recently. Uh, this just dropped on Friday and it's so goddamn fun. This is Christmas, bloody Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I said that as I was getting out of breath. Christmas, bloody Christmas on Shudder. Um, this is literally a killer Santa movie, which I feel like is in the fucking zeitgeist right now because another film that's more of an action movie, uh, Violent Night is on um, in theaters right now. Uh, that which I... Uh, did end up oh no i didn't see i almost ended up seeing it the other night um that's more of an action film i i'm probably gonna check that out at some point maybe drop it on the show but um christmas bloody christmas dropped on shutter uh this is joe bigos who anything he makes i'll watch uh his last film vfw about the uh that basically turns into a siege film where these uh like vietnam and desert storm vets are all hanging out at the local vfw and there's like a drug gang across the street coming after him and shit and it's like uh, it's so fucking good and it's (laughs) and then he did another movie um bliss that came out i think a few months before that that both of them dropped on shutter uh about like an artist who gets possessed by um I think she gets possessed off like a drug or something and turns like demonic and shit. That one got really wild too. Uh, But his aesthetic, like, I mean, I could never myself as someone still trying to make films could match this aesthetic, but I, I love it. He shoots this, I believe on 16 millimeter, which I think he shot bliss on as well. Um, I don't know if he shot VFW on 16 millimeter, but the films, I believe it's, yeah, I think it's 16 millimeter film, uh, gives it that cool grainy grindhouse look. Uh, the plot is this, and I'm reading it off uh, Google, (laughs) but, um, it's Christmas Eve and a fiery record store owner, Tori Toombs just wants to get drunk and party until the robotic Santa Claus at a nearby toy store goes haywire and makes her night more than a little complicated Santa embarks on a rampant killing spree through the neon drenched snowscape, ultimately forcing Tori into a blood splattered battle for survival. Um, this is fucking 87 minutes of so much goddamn fun. It feels like it's part silent night, deadly night, part Terminator. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's newly released. So I don't want to dive too far into it. Cause I know some, a lot of people who listen to this and watch this have, have shutter um go check it out if you haven't go check it out tonight once i'm done here and um fucking enjoy because it's the, the you know how like in trailers 
there's like a funny moment, but when it hits in the movie, it's not as funny. Um, there's a moment in the trailer that made me laugh my ass off when uh, <laughs> she's just like, she's telling a cop like, it's, it's Santa. Santa's out there ki- killing people or something. And the cop's like, oh, it's Santa. It's Santa, really? And uh, you had to have been there. I, I, I'm not doing it justice. But um, when it hits in the movie, it, it's still just as funny. Um, again, check it out. It's still fresh in my head. I just watched it the other day. But um, that's Christmas, bloody Christmas. Uh, yeah, like I just love his neon aesthetic he brings to the film. Joe Bigos, we saw it in Bliss and um, VFW. It, I think he does that look best. I think there's a lot of indie filmmakers out there that try to match that. And eh, it just feels very fabricated. His just feels very organic. And I appreciate that a lot. So with all that being said, it is Christmas time, and um, I want to talk about Christmas horror movies. Um, I just want to also mention I did put the um, I did put the four one one or the I don't know the feeler out there to my co-host who could not join me here tonight. Um, if he wanted to maybe announce like some of his Christmas horror films uh, that he discovered and whatnot. Um, hold on a sec. And so maybe if you follow us on social media, he might be putting up a video. I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. But um, so Christmas horror has always been kind of a cool thing for me because, you know, after Halloween, I usually, I, I won't lie, November, I watch like a lot of the awards season stuff. I kind of, I mean, of course, I still watch my horror films, but um I don't know. November is kind of like an off month for me with horror. I kind of got the Halloween hangover a little bit. Uh, I don't know. But by the time I hit Christmas again, I want to watch some horror movies again. Um, let me take a bite here. Oh, man. Holy balls. <laughs> That's really hot. Oh. oh, you know what's crazy about this? Um, it used to be like my hair got crazy because, but now it's my beard. Not now it's my goddamn beard is what gets hot. Um, so anyway, let's go with Christmas horror again. Um, I absolutely love diving into holiday season horror because i think you know the older i get um i do get stressed out around this time of year i i do get a little more anxious i i look i'm not the best gift giver out there like and that's not like uh i'm i'm lazy or i'm trying to like i just like i don't listen i just I get a lot of anxiety about giving gifts to people. Cause like, what if they don't like them? <laughs> um, you know, I, I do my best to, and obviously moving forward in my life as now a family, man, I, I have to achieve that. But like, like giving gifts to people makes me so anxious. Cause I, I literally one time gave my nephew a, um, it was the Christmas after 
about a month after I finished my feature film, after I'd done a premiere for it and everything, yada, yada, yada. And so like, I was a little checked out for a few months. I won't lie with family. I was really hung up a lot on things. Um, so I really wanted to do well now for Christmas to kind of make up for some lost time. And like I, one of my nephews, I, uh, I bought him something. He was, I think like four years old. And I just, it was some toy and he, I literally sat there and watched him open it. I'll get back to horror movies in just a minute. Um, I literally saw him watch him open it. They're filming it on camera. He looks the thing up and down and goes, I didn't want this. And that shit was on camera too, man. And like, I just don't want to let anybody down with gifts. So like, I feel like I get really anxious. And as any fan of horror movies knows, this is a genre that I feel gives a lot of releases to those fears and anxiousness and whatnot. And, you know, I, I still have my moments of kind of absolutely utter goddamn meltdowns. Um, but watching horror has helped. So this is the time of year, I think, when people should probably watch more horror. And I'm, I'm not a psychologist or anything, so I don't quote me on that. But... <laughs> Um, just to get more of a release. Cause I think, you know, people this time of year get, they get just people out there that just get lonely and whatnot. And I'm not saying this is the cure. Um, let's go into horror movies. I'm going down a fucking wormhole here. Um, so for starters, uh, I'm just going to kind of name off some titles that I love that. I think if you haven't checked them out yet, please check them out. And some are more popular than others. Some aren't really necessarily full on horror films, most of them are. Um, and I'm going to start at the top. Uh, this is the granddaddy of them all. I'd rather start here than just cap off the show with it because I, I have an interesting one I'd like to cap off the show with. Um, Black Christmas, the original one from the 1970s. Um, this is a film that I think for a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of people that don't know about it. They, they've seen like the remakes. The Blumhouse did one in 2019 that... I think a lot of people thought was not the greatest in the world. I think someone compared it to if Twitter was a movie. Um, I never saw it. I don't know. Uh, I did see the 2006 one, Black Xmas with an X. Uh, I liked that movie when it came out and nobody else saw it. And now I see a lot of talk about it on the internet. But I want to go back to the original Black Christmas. Um, this is a movie that stars the great Olivia Hussey, who um, I've, I mean, she's like a, I mean, she's played Juliet in Romeo and Juliet before. This is, uh, she's a great, great actress. Um, Margot Kidder, who obviously went on to do um, Wonder Woman, the TV series. <sighs> I can't talk. I'm trying to, got to slow down here. Uh, run out of breath. Uh, this was released in 1974, directed by Blah. <laughs> Directed by Bob Clark, who went on to make none other than a more iconic non-horror Christmas movie, just your average Christmas film. That is none other than A Christmas Story. It's crazy that he did this, you know, iconic slasher film. And 10 years later, he goes out and does this iconic Christmas film. Uh, I think that's just proof of a great director. Um, sorry, I was looking at, I'm bouncing back and forth between zoom and the YouTube channel. So I'm seeing comments and whatnot. So that's cool. Um, 
but black christmas to me is a bone chilling film uh this is a movie that was kind of a precursor to halloween john carpenter has owned up to saying that yeah he checked it out and he kind of maybe took a nod from some things when he was crafting halloween uh, a lot of people call this it's this and really Texas Chainsaw is like the, what kicked off maybe the slasher era. That's not something that's set in stone. That's always up for debate. I'm not saying that's my opinion. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just saying that's, you know, an idea that's out there. But for anybody who's never seen Black Christmas, it's pretty much about a group of sorority girls at a college that um, are prepping for winter break. And they begin to get a lot of anonymous um very inappropriate, um, threatening, even um, phone calls from just some guy. And uh, eventually they all start getting stalked and picked off one by one. And one of the more terrifying, and there's even like scary moments in that film that are not necessarily about like, you know, someone being murdered. There's the idea of some, the dread I feel of someone who people you knowing what has the, been the fate of a character and a character then another character comes into the film and they don't know what happened to like their daughter and th- that kind of shit is terrifying to me uh that there's a father character that i think is looking for his now missing daughter who we as audience members i believe already know that that person has been attacked and murdered and it, it's just like just seeing him struggle to put the pieces together of where his daughter could be and like what has maybe happened to her is just absolutely dreadful and hard to watch for me. Um, Black Christmas to me also has just a bone chilling ending because um, spoiler alert for anybody who's never seen it. We didn't, I mean, like horror films don't necessarily always have happy endings. There's always like this last little jump scare. There's a scare at the end of Black Christmas, but I don't think it's a jump scare. I think it is a more of like, oh my God, you know, he's still out there. This this guy has never been, this guy hasn't been caught, even when you think he's been caught. He's still just going. Like, there's a character in the film who is killed early on in the movie and is never found. And by the end of the movie, you still see her, her body. And like they've never even discovered it. It's just, there's just so much absolutely dreadful like i i didn't expect black christmas to be as scary as i thought it was going to be in my first outing years ago watching it um and in all honesty uh oh my god this this chip is drenched in hot sauce and now it's soggy so i better eat it (laughs) sorry i got distracted oh Um, you know, it's a film about the characters in the film. Um, <laughs> it's just funny how I pick back up. Um, you know, the characters in a film are very sympathetic. So you care about them while all this awfulness is happening to them. It's not necessarily exploitative. You know, these, these girls are not set up to die. You know, they, these girls are, you know, very smart in navigating, what's going on the film also has the great john saxon who went on to show up in nightmare on elm street and a million not millions but a lot of other great genre films um that's black christmas starting at the top uh you know i i think um 
other great films that have kind of spawned off from that. And you really kind of started to see them pop up in the 1980s. Um, one of the big ones that isn't necessarily a horror film. And I'm, again, I think I'm starting with the big and then I'm going to like the absolute shit shows here. Um, a big one in the 1980s um, that isn't really a horror film for the last 45 minutes. Talking Gremlins. Gremlins is Joe Dante's utter classic, uh, executive produced by Steven Spielberg. I love how it's a film that takes place in some winter town and it's clearly a Hollywood backlot. <laughs> and uh, like you can see, there's like a couple shots where like you can see like through a couple buildings, you see like California Hills. Um, it, it's um, so we know the plot of Gremlins by now, uh, but it takes place during Christmas time. And I think the climax of the movie is on Christmas Eve. And um, by the time we get to that night, Christmas Eve night, when the gremlins start to multiply the mogwai <laughs> and you got Stripe out there doing his thing, causing chaos. Uh, there's other elements of that movie that are kind of like just uncomfortable to me. Um, I mean, Joe Dante is a big fan of like cartoons. He originally wanted to be a cartoonist uh, coming up through the ranks. So a lot of the kills are done in a very cartoon way. There's the, there's the crabby old lady who wants to get the dog put down in the beginning of the movie. She meets her demise in quite a like, holy shit, they did that kind of way. But it's also kind of funny, I hate to say. Um, but one part of Gremlins that like really makes the holidays a downer is the iconic Phoebe Kate's speech of why her and her family doesn't celebrate. Uh, Christmas. I'm not going to say what that is here live. Um, anybody who seems who's seen gremlins knows exactly what I'm talking about, but um, yeah, it, it's just like a downer. Like it's still like, I just watched gremlins like a week ago and preparing for this show. And I was just like, Oh, that still hits. It just still hits, man. My beard is just all over the place. Um, need more crackers. So you have, so you have something like Gremlins, but if you go back to the beginning of the eighties, you also have something called to all a good night, which is streaming on shutter right now. Um, (laughs) I caught this, uh, I caught this the other day and I was expecting it to be utter dog shit (laughs) and look it's not um if you go in with low expectations you'll find it enjoyable but it's um it doesn't do too much but it also like again kind of like black christmas i thought like you'd think it'd be something that would go that exploitative route and it yeah it kind of dives into that slasher vibe of let's set these characters up to die kind of thing but it doesn't go there as deep as I wanted it to, but again, they took the Christmas holiday and one of the big things to do maybe, and going forward, we saw this again in another big franchise was let's have the killer dress up as Santa Claus. Um, so it takes place at a prep school in like Southern California. Um, and these girls start getting, these girls and guys start getting picked off one by one um, by a killer dressed as Santa Claus. And we learned there's actually two characters. I think that's established early on i think or in the middle um and it is turns into a whodunit kind of movie 
Uh, that one feels very low budget. Uh, but again, if you go in with low expectations, you probably won't be bummed out. I kind of thought it was okay. Um, oh, hold on a sec. I'm just getting some uh, texts from people that are watching that are sending me. Um, <laughs> they're sending me their lists and everything. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I'm gonna talk about that in just a minute. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, hold on a sec. I'm just getting caught up on something. I'm also going back on my notes here. Um, yeah. So stuff like that in the 80s, but after Two All Good Night, a little later on, you got a movie called Silent Night, Deadly Night, which, <laughs> if anything, I'm going to say this right now. I have not seen any of the bad sequels of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, I've seen, all right, no, I take it back. I've seen one and two. Everybody knows two with the iconic garbage day scene. Um, but I haven't seen three, four, and five, which I heard, I don't know, someone made a case for part three, but Silent Night, Deadly Night is, has the cool uh, poster of a guy in a Santa Claus suit going down a, a chimney and like he, he's holding an ax and everything. Uh, Silent, you know, these by the time we're in the 80s and we're in full swing after Friday the 13th, like these movies kind of get a little like they're not there's they're looking like they want to scare you, but um, they they don't, but they're fun. Um, oh man, oh, Whew. I need a breather. <laughs> I've been talking for a while. One hour straight live. You guys think I could go for another hour? Well, you're wrong because I can't. But I'll get in what I can get in. No, Silent Night, Daily Night has kind of become this cool, like, cult franchise of a Christmas horror movie. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's good turn your brain off kind of stuff. Um you know, the, the original one is about a, I believe it's about um, a kid who sees his family being murdered by a guy in a, <laughs> in a Santa Claus costume. And instead of when he grows up, maybe he tries to do the right thing and, you know, move on with his life or even go out on like a path of vengeance to find that guy who killed his family. He doesn't, he just goes and does the same thing. I don't fucking understand why someone would <laughs> someone would do that. Um, yeah, like that's you know that's it. Kind of just you know is what it is. Uh, again, there's a ton of um, there's a couple other films. There's another one from the 1970s that came out before Black Christmas called Silent Night, Bloody Night, and that was. Uh, not a slasher film by any stretch, but it was about um, a guy who inherits a uh, an in, he inherits a mansion or something, and um, it used to be an insane asylum, I think. And I don't, I forget how it ties into Christmas. I I'd seen bits and pieces of it. I, I'm not really sure how it ties into Christmas, but um, I guess like the lawyer who's like in charge of the sale comes over to overlook things 
and like, you know, murders start popping up all over the town. And, um, you know, from there, uh, it starts to get linked back to the house of, um, <laughs> of, uh, the, the house that's been bought. I'm having a brain fart right now. <laughs> I've been talking for a while. I need to take another sip of this. Hold on. All right. Here's another thing I want to talk about. Oh boy. Okay. I just clicked on something that could have been bad. Um, other Christmas horror movies that uh, stand out to me that I want to recommend to people here. Um, we're going to go with another one. I'm just looking in my notes here. Da, 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 da. Oh, Remember what I said about Bloodbeat, by the way. Bloodbeat is not a Thanksgiving horror movie. It is a Christmas horror movie. I was wrong a couple weeks ago. I'm so freaking sorry. Um, forgive me on that one. So I want to now fast forward out of the 80s because you have the Silent Night, Deadly Night uh, franchise, Gremlins, Black Christmas. Um, I want to say through the 90s, into the early 2000s, and even into the 2010s, we saw a lot more here's coming up a lot more christmas horror show up uh you know anything from jesus christ what is it the gingerbread man which is like i think a full moon feature with uh gary Busey voicing a killer gingerbread man uh i just want to say i've seen this movie i've scrolled past this movie a million times on tubi i've never seen it uh so if anybody has any notes for me on gary Busey's the ginger man Leave them in the comments. I maybe I'll look into it tonight after I get off the air here. All right. I'm officially out of crackers now, too. Oh, um, but I want to talk about another, I believe, and I'm not sure if it's a full moon feature, but it's in the same ilk of it. This needed to be mentioned on this show. Um, when I was compiling the list, I have to go with, I think it's 1997, maybe 1998, Jack Frost. <laughs> so Jack Frost comes in in the same ilk that is of um, Child's Play. Serial killer dies, finds a way to transfer his body over to this, you know, Crazy thing, you know, whether it's a doll in Child's Play, but in Jack Frost, turns out to be a killer snowman. Um, this is a movie I saw numerous times on the VHS uh, aisle, the horror aisle, and um, yeah, hot sauce is taking over. <laughs> um, uh, hot, yeah, it's like the hot sauce is like kind of like. It's like the Jeffrey man. If anybody knows the comparison I'm doing that, um, get him to the Greek with uh, Jonah Hill and that dude who was married to Katy Perry for a while. Then they got divorced, but um, they smoke a Jeffrey and it's like, <laughs> the thing about a Jeffrey man is it goes away and then it comes back. Well, that's this hot sauce right now. It's coming back, dude. It's um, so I'm talking about Jack Frost. Jack Frost is a movie about a killer snowman. And I scroll, I scrolled, I walked past this thing 
hundreds of times at Blockbuster or a video store. And it was cool because the VHS cover was a hologram where you walk past up to like, you think it's like a nice cuddly frosty, the snowman kind of thing. And then as you get closer, the hologram shifts and it's like an evil snowman scare the shit out of me when I was like nine or 10 years old. Uh, then you watch it as a teenager and it's absolutely hilarious. The movie is without a doubt, huge in camp. Um, I think this has a co-star of Shannon Elizabeth, who was in the American pie film, which was big in the early two thousands. Um, she's in it before she, her career kind of blew up. Um, it's kind of funny that it takes place during the winter time when I think clearly they're shooting this during the spring or summer in like Northern California. Uh, it looks kind of like that. Um, this movie also shouldn't be confused with the Michael Keaton uh, touching, you know, family comedy about a man who's constantly on the road a lot and away from his family. And he has a good bond with his son and he dies in a car accident but he comes back as a snowman. And I know that's a beautiful thing, but it's a real corny movie. <laughs> and like, you can kind of see why Michael Keaton, like around that time started to kind of not be in things. And like, his, he definitely took a break from acting and like doing a movie like that. I don't know. Hey, maybe somebody likes it, but don't get those two Jack Frost's confused. I'm sure a lot of people back in the late nineties thought they were watching some family friendly movie. And then it cuts to a scene where, a giant snowman's having sex with Shannon Elizabeth in the shower. Um, watch at your own risk. Um, I also want to go into something like um, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which I know is a Disney film. And But let's face it, the horror community has adopted it. And I think that's, I don't even think they've adopted it. I think, you know, they just like knew like, okay, I know that movie's not going to scare me, but it's totally my vibe. And Tim Burton has a lot to do with it. Um, yeah. So A Nightmare Before Christmas does the great thing of bridging the two big holidays. I feel like Halloween and Christmas are the biggest holidays where anybody and everybody can get involved. It's not like, oh, this holiday is about this culture. And, you know, people just kind of observe it from afar. Like, you know, I mean, I know like I should obviously preference, you know, there are people that don't celebrate Christmas out there, you know, with different religions and whatnot. And I respect that. Um, but, you know, I'm taking, I'm talking about just like big, you know, the, uh, they're two of the biggest holidays out there. And that movie bridges it together so well of taking, you know, I know there's no scares in it, but I feel like there's a lot of like, um, you know, goth stuff to it and macabre to it. And I remember when I was a kid and that movie came out and there was kind of a warning to parents in theaters, like maybe you should not let your kids see this. And, you know, I remember, I think my mom sitting me down and going like, you know, do you, do you, you know, you seem interested in the nightmare before Christmas. Do you, do you want to, I'll take you to go see it if you feel comfortable. And yeah, I was cool with it. And I had a good time, but I can kind of see it like looking back, like, yeah, like maybe a five-year-old shouldn't go see it, but that's not up to me. That's up to the parents. But um, regardless, I think that's a fun for the whole family kind of um, Christmas horror, even though I don't know if you call it horror, but I think, like I said, the horror audience, the horror fans, you know, love that stuff. And I think they'll include that stuff in a Christmas horror binge watch. Um, 
it's a fun flick. And I think one of the last times I went back to it, I forgot how much music was actually in that damn movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I have to include that one, just like how I included Gremlins, how it's not like a full-on horror movie, but there's there's something in it for the fan base. Um, I do want to touch on a cool indie that is, I believe, I think it was off shutter for a while. And I think it's back on. Um, I've covered... Rebecca McKendry's film, Glorious, um, did an article for it back in August, got to interview the writer of it, Joshua Hole, on our, I should say co-writer, but he, he was pretty much the brainchild of the movie um, in the early stages on my, on my personal podcast. Um, go check it out on, on, on my show, The Basement. Uh, I think it was the one that dropped on Halloween. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's got a great title to it. It's all because of a Lovecraftian glory hole. But Rebecca McKendry also directed back in 2018, um, All the Creatures Were Stirring. I think she co-directed it with her husband, uh, David Ian McKendry. They're, they're writing and directing partners um, in personal life as well. They're married. But um, it's an anthology horror. And I fucking love anthology. Like who in the horror genre doesn't love anthology? Creep show. I mean... All I can think of right now is creep show, but hey, creep show and all the creatures were stirring, and you get a Christmas, Christmas. I'm talking like Mike Tyson now. That was mean. <laughs> um, he comes in and punches me in the face. Um, you get a Christmas anthology horror film, and uh, there's a cool wraparound segment about like a date that goes south, and they end up in this theater. And it's people show it, telling these stories up on the screen. And it's the movies that you, and it's the little shorts that you watch within the anthology. And it covers everything from just like consumerism in, um, you know, buying stuff at stores during Christmas time, stalkers, uh, bullshit Christmas office parties. Um, and then it gets like really out of this world with like, crazy creatures in the um i think it's the constance woo segment they got her to be in the movie which is cool because she's a fucking superstar now um yeah it's this was this was a little indie i but it's back on shutter and you know rebecca mckendry's gone on to do i mean she's been doing great work for like 20 years from fangoria to podcasting to uh i think she teaches at usc like during the, like that's that's the life i know she's not watching but like i'm a huge fan of hers she teaches at like usc during the year and in the summertime she goes and makes like a feature film for shutter it's fucking awesome that's the life um yeah so moving on from that i'm just like looking at my list here it's on the topic of horror anthology uh this is like arguably Tales from the Crypt and Christmas episode. Yes, thank you, Angie. That's what I'm talking about. Um, uh, Tales from the Crypt always had... I can't think of any off the top of my head, but Tales of the Crypt always had good Christmas episodes. And um, I know you're probably... Are you referencing the, if I may ask, to someone leaving notes in the chat? Uh, are you referencing the old one from the 70s? Or are you referencing the show? I think both have, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think both have, you know, cool Christmas horror stuff. Um, moving on though, this is a movie that I think a lot of people scroll past it and um, they don't go back to it. 
And this is 20, I think it's 2015, uh, a Christmas horror story. Uh, this is streaming on Shutter right now. I believe it's on Tubi. I'm talking about Shutter a lot tonight. I mean, I talk about Shutter a lot every week, but uh, I got this off of a lot of recommendations. Um, and I would always just be like, I don't know. It, it, it's the, the poster of the, uh, the poster for the movie is Santa Claus in a, in a showdown with Krampus. And uh, it, it just like, it, it reeks of like low budget, straight to video kind of, you know, you know what I'm getting at here where it's not going to be good. Um, and a lot like to all a good night, if you go in with low expectations, as in life, sometimes if you don't expect anything, the unexpected fucking will blow your mind. I like this movie. It's, it's not necessarily when I think of anthology, I think of segment and then a different segment and then a different segment. Um, this is kind of like three stories going on at the same time. And it's just like cutting back and forth between them. They kind of maybe intertwine a little bit, but not like heavy. And like one story is about, um, you know, these teenagers going into like an abandoned building where there was this like gruesome thing that happened during Christmas. I believe another one is like a family going out to, um, visit the father's uh side of the family and they're like these mean german people that believe in krampus um another one is like this family goes out in the woods and they kind of they they go out and like hop a fence and cut off a they, they go in like the back side of like a christmas tree farm and they cut off a tree and then like they try to like hop the fence and go back and the kid gets like lost in the woods and gets like stuck in like um I don't know what it's called in like a tree where there's like a little crevice. You can walk into it. Maybe that's what it's called a crevice, but, <laughs> but the kid comes back out of it and he's completely different. And it's like, gets a little batshit crazy. And then they obviously cap it off with Santa Claus versus evil elves. And if you really want to see Krampus versus Santa Claus, you got to wait for like the last five minutes of the movie. Um, it's a little long, but it's like 109 minutes, I think, or something like, I feel like you could have shaved 15 minutes off of it, but I thought it was kind of fun. I don't, I don't care. Like it was, it was kind of fun. And, you know, I think Batman versus Superman was big at the time. So they were <laughs> trying to capitalize on the two big things of a brand going toe to toe. And the brand was Christmas. Um, I also want to preface prefer. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> um, what else do I got here? On the topic of Krampus, I do want to touch on um, the film Krampus, which I think came out the same year. Um, look, you can scroll through a lot of your, your Tubi's or other like streaming platforms that aren't like the major ones. And I think Tubi's got skin in the game now with streaming. I think they're killing it right now especially in the genre. Like a lot of people are flocking to Tubi who love horror because there's a great catalog on that. A lot of classics too. Um, but Krampus, the, the the big one that I think was released by, uh, now, I think now they're just 20th century studios. They're not Fox, but the time is 20th century Fox. I could be wrong about that, but 
Um, this has got Tony Collette in it, kind of at the beginning of her genre film run before she did uh, things like Hereditary and uh, whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> is that it no she's done like other shit but like well obviously before that she did the sixth sense like at the end of the 90s but tony collette is great for the genre great stuff um but you know i i had no idea i'd always like heard things about krampus um but this kind of opened up the floodgates to people to make like krampus movies and there's there's so many like low budget you know straight to video or stage straight to streaming kind of I mean, everything's straight to streaming now, but um, Krampus films, there's so many Krampus movies out there and, you know, Krampus being the evil half goat, half demon that takes care of the naughty kids um, creature. This was such a cool, fun movie that also taps into the issues of getting your family together for the holidays. Um, There's a lot of, you know, like there's a lot of like shitty people in this movie and from what i remember i didn't rewatch it for this episode but um this turned me on to like the, that whole idea of this evil christmas creature um that i thought was cool and i mean i haven't really gone on my way to watch those other um yeah um i highly no i seriously i'm reading for anybody who doesn't know what the hell i'm talking about but i'm talking about a I'm watching, looking at comments, but yes, watch a Christmas horror story. Don't scroll past it. Give it a chance. If you think it sucks, eh, what are you going to do? But um, it's worth a shot. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but I like what, um, I like Krampus. I thought it was a fun, I thought it was a fun flick and I haven't checked out any other knockoffs, but uh, Tony Collette is great in it as she is in everything. Um, I also need to preference some foreign films. Generic would like that I do that because he fucking hates America. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rare Exports is turned into a cult classic. Uh, Rare Exports, I think, is only on Tubi right now, and I think it's also on Peacock. Um, Rare Exports has been, I think it's a, it's from Finland. I think is where it's from. This has been compared to John Carpenter's The Thing over and over again lately. Um, I just love the fact that it's about a creature getting discovered by kids. Um, I, like, I, I don't want to, because I feel like there's also, you know, just for the sake of anybody re-watching this, I know we only got a few people watching right now, but I don't want to give it away because like, I think there's still people catching on to rare exports and I love this movie. Um, Oh, I think it's on Hulu as well. I think that's what my information I'm, I'm getting on this right now. Um, It's horror. It's comedy. It's again, I think people need to start looking past, you know, stateside stuff and looking out to other countries. And I think this is turning into one of these cult classic films, the last 10 years, that's rare exports. Um, it, it, it dives a lot into mythology with Christmas as well. Um, I'm trying to think, do I have any else here to go over? Um, if you guys, I know you guys are a few of y'all dropped some, uh, some hints. Um, Oh, I got one right now for you. And <laughs> I almost forgot to mention this. This takes, this movie takes place on Christmas Eve. And this is, Came out in 2007. And I remember when the trailer dropped. And look, this movie isn't that bad. (laughs) 
the title is very lackluster, but P2 in 2007 takes place on Christmas Eve. So technically it's a Christmas horror movie. Um, and it's about a woman working late on Christmas Eve. And she's the last one to head out of the office that day. And in the parking lot, the attendant won't let her leave. And it turns into a very much little like cat and mouse game. I don't, I need to revisit this because I saw it. I think just at like a party amongst friends one, like when I was like 20 years, like a year after it came out. And um, uh, it's like, I don't know. I, I didn't, I was checking in and out of it. So I need to revisit this one. Um, but I just remember when the trailer dropped, it was such a weird teaser. It felt so cheap and super glued together um that when the title came up and like it was a voiceover announcing the title just went p2 the whole theater laughed (laughs) uh so there's that um a few other ones real quick as i start to wrap up here uh streaming on shutter right now and this is a bit of more of a comedy but it's a lot of fun zombie musical christmas zombie musical you could say Anna the, Anna in the apocalypse is a lot of fun. Um, been a while since I checked that out. Shutter just picked it up. I might give that a watch this holiday season. Um, I'm just naming off titles now to kind of wind things up here. Uh, there's a lot of, um, sorry. <laughs> there's a lot of indies out there too. Things like um, day of the beast, which came out in 1995. That's a Spanish film about a, uh, a rogue priest scours the new Testament determines the exact date. The antichrist will arrive and surprise it's midnight on Christmas Eve. That's when the devil's coming. Uh, it's um, it's th- that one I caught a few years ago. That one's a lot of fun. Um, again, reaching out across overseas to kind of watch some of the stuff that's coming out. There's a lot of cool. It's really cool. Uh, what else do we got here? there is other ones like christmas evil um christmas evil came out in 1980 uh this one was controversial when it was released um but people kind of started to let it slide because it does have a very big camp value um it's a it's about a christmas obsessed boy who after learning the truth about santa grows up and eventually snaps going on a killing spree in his santa suit um, in quotes on something I'm reading right here, it's been called the taxi driver of Christmas movies. Great fucking analogy. Um, I think that one's streaming on Tubi. Uh, I don't know. I'm talking a lot of Tubi tonight. So yeah, um, I think I'm going to cap things off there with all that talk. Uh Christmas horror. There's actually a lot more out there than you think. Some of it maybe um, isn't the most classy stuff in the world, but why would we want to watch things that are classy all the time? You know what I mean? Uh, I should mention before I go, everybody needs to track down the classic Bill Goldberg <laughs> starring Santa's sleigh spelled S L A Y another killer santa movie 
Uh, oddly enough, the opening scene has like really good actors in it, like recognizable, like A-list act, like James Caan is in the opening scene. I think Chris Kattan, who was big at the time of the movie came out. I know he's, you know, not a superstar anymore, but you know, he was big SNL was that he was on SNL at the time. I think the movie came out. I think a few other names in the opening scene that like, when you sit there, you go like, what the fuck are these people doing in this movie? Um, Santa Slay is so fucking cool. I, uh, I think that that's got to be streaming somewhere. That they always pick up movies like that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I I always just to wrap things up here. I always dug seeing a horror film done during the holiday season, and it's not to be like a nihilist and stick it to, you know, all the happy-go-lucky Hallmark movies that are out there. Because look, I'll say this right here on the air. I don't mind those films. I think there's a cool formula to them that is comfort food for people during the holiday season. And that's completely fine. I got no beef with that. And I'm losing viewership by the minute. Uh. All right. That was probably a good out point there because I think I just start plugging the show for Hot Genre Topics next episode and last week's episode of The Basement. Uh, So... I uh, hope you guys enjoyed my belligerent rant about Christmas horror movies. It wasn't belligerent. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> um, and if you happen to be tuning into the show every other week when it's on and you just kind of got a re-air, uh, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, so that's Hot Genre Topics. Uh, bi-weekly on YouTube Live, me and Generic. It's a lot of fun. Come join. Hang out with us. Uh, we're going to kick off 2023 in a couple weeks by talking about what we liked in 2022 and what we're looking forward to in horror films in 2023 and again like i said if you want to catch up on some episode the link to all our past live feeds are it is in the show notes of this show plus that article about the 17 best christmas horror films that are out there for you to watch right now uh let me just say hey happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa merry christmas if you ain't doing shit you're if you're ignoring those uh those holidays completely um well best of luck to you uh hope (laughs) hope you're you know staying safe and at least enjoying yourself uh um yeah and so what's gonna happen now is we're gonna be back i'm gonna be back obviously like i am every monday but next week um me and a past guest are going to talk about the films we loved this past year 2022 i think you can probably figure out who he is and what we've been watching. <laughs> it's Chris Carranted. He'll be back next week. We're going to do our 2022 recap. Um, yeah. So everybody just enjoy your holidays. And we'll see you next week on The Basement. Take care.